0: Hello, hello, welcome to episode 13 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and things uh, happening in pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder.
1: And I am Jacob Maracle.
0: And we are very happy to be here. It is, we are ending February, and... Yeah, we're ending the Olympics. I like to think we're ending the snow. We're ending a lot of things.
1: Hopefully it's coming. You know, we're we're on the upward turn now. I mean, nobody got to watch this Winter Olympics anymore because not that everybody was really watching them in the first place.
0: Why are you complaining? That's not true. I Hold on. Think- were you, I do want to talk about that. But first, I wanted to check in on you. Okay. Um, that's
1: one of my favorite topics.
0: Well, I was concerned because I feel like you've been different this past week, and I think I know why. Oh. I Are you... Taking the news about the Jennifer Aniston, Justin Theroux breakup part?
1: Ah, uh, uh, You know, I don't know if I can believe in love anymore. You
0: can talk to me. I understand. Those. I understand that feeling. I liked I liked them, too. If
1: Justin and Jennifer uh, can't make it, what are the rest of us to do?
0: What are we going to do? Do you follow any of that? Like, do you subscribe to any sort of celebrity gossipy stuff?
1: More than I like would like to admit that I do. I do pay attention to it a lot of the time. OK,
0: so like you kind of feel vested when someone breaks up. Like, here's yeah. a question for you. If Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn broke up, would you not feel somewhat devastated?
1: I would. And okay. I would, I'd totally be on team Kurt in that one. Like I don't know how you go with that one, but I don't they're not going to
0: I break just feel up. like they're equally perfect. I mean, I felt really sad when um Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins broke up.
1: See, I, I got I got some problems with Susan Sarandon, so I was kind of like, oh, "All I right, like Tim Robbins, it's probably a good idea to get she's out there." She's out
0: man. there. She's a she's a speaker for the women, but um Do you have like a favorite celebrity couple?
1: You know, I used to like in the early days of the uh, Brad and Angelina one, I was a fan of that. But then, oh, the
0: King and Queen there—that
1: that that got a little little weird. So you
0: weren't you weren't Team Jennifer?
1: No, no, I wasn't. At the time, it made perfect sense. Okay, maybe maybe since then the tables have turned a little bit more back towards maybe Brad should have just kind of hunt Stan Pat. But you know, there's some rumors about Jennifer Aniston about being you know. Not wanting kids and being obsessed with their career, and that's why her and Brad broke up.
0: Well, maybe. Allegedly,
1: according to the rumors and innuendo out there.
0: I mean, it's weird. It's like, oh, Justin, throw if you want kids. I mean, you you sure are waiting. Yeah. And she's always been very clear about <coughs> it, so I wonder if that's really the thing.
1: But It's uh, hot. Everybody remember that, of course, you being close personal friends with Jennifer Aniston, as you are, Michelle. On um, your days on, you know. <laughs> On TV with her.
0: <laughs> so, uh, what Jacob is mentioning is nothing, but I, when I used to live in LA, I did extra work on TV shows and I was an extra on Friends, and I did have, albeit a, a short conversation with jennifer aniston she was pretty cool she did tell me she liked my shoes well there you go bff yeah (laughs) we i've actually like sent her half of a bff necklace so i don't know if she wears it or not but i definitely wear my
1: uh you know i was watching uh the good girl and she did have it on so
0: what a great movie that is though underrated it is super underrated but i have to say it's the best movie she's ever done and i feel like there's just been a lot of missteps since then.
1: Yeah, that was Even like,
0: Cake, I got excited because I'm like, oh, she's being serious again, like in Good Girl, but I, that movie just didn't, and it wasn't executed properly. That
1: was like her attempt to become like serious actress, and it kind of worked, but then she kind of went back to doing rom-coms right away and yeah. kind of killed her momentum. It's a
0: bummer because I think she has she has the talent, but...
1: Yeah, I like Jennifer Aniston.
0: All right, well, Jennifer and Justin,
1: uh, <laughs> we're, uh, we're
0: we're a little tore up, but... As long as, you know, I guess Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson keep going, there's, you know.
1: There's hope. We can hope all, in the world.
0: We can all, I have so many celebrity couples I could talk about, but I'm going to move on because that could just be the whole episode. Well, that's um, not what we're
1: here to talk about it's not.
0: Week. We So the Olympics, so we are recording this the, the Friday before the episode airs on, on Monday the 26th here. Happy 26th. Yay. So the Olympics are going to end this weekend. And I guess what I want to know is what kind of Olympic viewer are you? are you an olympic viewer
1: well i not this one because like it's been what 12 hour tape delay like the i was watching the women's ice hockey game which i did watch the other night okay and that they did great sp- they did they won they yeah. won gold you take that canada but
0: oh uh, canada had some unsportsmen like did you see what the one girl did
1: yeah it's the same thing She took her
0: silver medal immediately off of her neck which yeah. is kind of like come on it's a silver medal it's still baller.
1: Yeah, and not, you know, not a lot of people got that. You know, it's not their fault that Canada can't hold a lead with four minutes to go. Oh, oh boy, there's right. some heavy judgment
0: <laughs> in the air.
1: But that that <laughs> game didn't start till eleven fifteen at night. So then, like, and then it went into the shootout. So it didn't end till like two thirty in the morning. Yeah, so I mean, it it's tough. It's rough it's to watch with that time difference. That's the big problem. With
0: yeah, them. when I'm catching up at like eight in the morning, I mean, it's ten yeah. p.m. in um, South yeah, Korea. So. We're, we're
1: turning on ESPN in the morning, and they're telling us who's going to win on the olympics that night so it's like why am i why am i gonna watch it i don't need to see it
0: it's true there have been some really interesting things though so first off i have a couple favorites but the Tessa Virtue and Scott Moore, they won the gold medal for couples figure skating from Canada. Did you see any of that? No, I didn't. They are the best. They're adorable. They skated to like a Moulin Rouge medley. They're both really pretty, and now the world wants them to just be in love, even though they've been skating for 20 years together, so I assume they're best friends. But I heard that there's there's chatter about them getting like a reality TV show. Really? They're really lovely, though. They also like on the ice, you're like, I don't... So hard. What are you doing with your body? How do you spin that many times?
1: Oh, ice skating, that's no joke. That is a hard sport to do, especially figure skating.
0: Oh, my God. At one point, they do a move where she jumps up and she lands on his thighs, skates down. She stands on his thighs with those blades. (laughs) No, thank
1: you. No, thank you.
0: And then also in the skating world, did you see any of the Adam Ripon? He's no, we, like he no. does the men's free skate and he's the first like openly gay athlete in the Olympics.
1: I didn't know that. I didn't know that little section because there oh, was yeah. controversy surrounding that.
0: He he is so wonderful like his Twitter every time that he has been you know interviewed they'll be like you know how do you do this and he's like oh it's lots of hard work and I you know I'm just like everyone else I just have better eyebrows and that's it <laughs> it's like really great
1: he does he does have great <laughs> eyebrows I'll give him that much
0: he's he's really cute like at one point they right before he was skating they're like you know what do you, what's on your mind you know when you're out on the ice and he's like Oh, I usually want to throw up like I want to go over to the judges and just say, can I have like a Xanax and a quick drink before I get out there? So I'm like, you're so cute.
1: That's adorable. They've been
0: talking about him maybe being hired as a commentator for future Olympics. And then there was one other that Gus Kenworthy, who's a freestyle skier, who's also um, openly gay. So he came out. So they've, there's been a lot of interviews like with the two of them and representing their community. So oh, that part's great. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's great. been highly entertaining. Yeah. Anything else you've watched?
1: Mm, you know, I everybody says I should try to watch the snowboarding and stuff, but I don't really, snowboarding is one of those events I don't really consider it a real event. Why? D- just based it's so on hard. the result. It's, uh, it's built in the Olympics, I think, to get Americans to watch it because nobody except for America ever wins anything like of note in snowboarding. They've won every gold medal for, like, the last, what, 16 years? Well, Sean years. White did win again this year. Yeah, exactly. But that was
0: exciting because he'd recently just broke his face. And then, <laughs> like,
1: I can't remember her name, the female um, snowboarder who's, like, killing it on social media. She won the gold medal. And She's, she's really
0: like, is she really young, right? Yeah,
1: the two 17-year-olds won okay. it. So it's just like, I don't know. It's kind of like when you see um, just like those sports, like when basketball's in the Summer Olympics. It's like, well, we know how it's going to end. Why is I understand a lot of people do it, but.
0: I guess so. so well, then, what what are your feelings on curling?
1: Curling's fine. like Canada's not even you pretty assumes Canada's the one, but like they got beat by the USA. so and curling and but then how you got the is European curling? Nations.
0: I mean, I have to say I look at it, although like every time that it's on, I start off and I'm like, this is ridiculous all of these, like I'm watching the men's and I'm like, this is the Olympics. These are the finest athletes. And all these guys are overweight. And the one guy's got like his mustache. And I'm like, what is this? This is a sport. But then the more you watch it by the end, you're just like, sweep, sweep, like, you know, you get really into it, but I don't understand it as a sport Hey, at all. curling
1: is bona fide because there is an entire Simpsons episode based around Homer and Marge uh, oh, there you go. being in the curling team at the Olympics. So,
0: so of course, then, yeah. bona fide. Marge
1: is a great sweeper, as it well, turns
0: out. Well, when this airs Monday, we will know if the uh, curling team won gold. Cause Let's go. Tonight, Let's, tonight, do tonight
1: it, Let's do it, USA. can do this. S- then
0: sweep your hearts out. That's right. Sweep them so hard. Slide that stone. <clears throat> all right, so since... You know, that's probably the most that a lot of people have learned about the Olympics was just us talking about it.
1: They heard curling and they're like, what are you Uh, talking
0: about? But I was thinking we could talk about some of our favorite Olympic movies and books because there's definitely a few few good ones out there.
1: There's definitely more than a few good ones out there.
0: So I'm going to start with my favorite Olympic movie, underrated movie. It is a work of art and I feel like you might make fun of it. But The Cutting Edge? Do you, you know
1: it? <laughs> you were right. I am going to make fun of you. Uh, I don't is know that why. That he has deep. a hockey
0: player, and you love hockey. You should relate. But
1: I do, and I like romances as well, but the cutting edge is...
0: It's um, okay, bit, oh so Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that movie. So if you don't know it, it's about this stuck-up figure skater. Um, she's really great. Her name is Kate uh, Mosley. And she is denied a gold medal at the 1988 Olympics after a fall. So she keeps kind of going through partners, and she's really not working with anyone. So a coach has to find her one really quickly to get ready for the next Olympics. And he You're ends smiling up. Smiling, yeah, I'm getting really excited. But he ends up finding her a former Olympic hockey player, Doug Dorsey, who's played by DB Sweeney, who's really cute, and. Um, they kind of reluctantly uh, team up together and i mean it's really funny because he's a hockey player and figure skating is a totally different world and but they have like a a really icy rapport oh boy here yeah, we go yeah that was i felt like that was jacob sat but then it thawed they, as the movie went <laughs> there out. you go their chemistry really uh, thought it out um, and an interesting thing about the movie it's directed by paul michael glasser who is best known as, he's Detective David Starsky from Starsky and Hutch.
1: Oh, okay.
0: What can't well, he do?
1: I know. I, there was something else I was watching the other day that he was directing as well, and he's actually done a lot of directing duties. Look That's at him it. go. Yeah.
0: But you have to see the cutting edge. Every I time, toe pick, every time she says <laughs> that in the movie, it's so good. So Yeah, you like it. Uh,
1: you know what? I'm going to come back at you for uh, that because you know what? Here's I a, have... Is this
0: a wrestling, uh, is that in the Olympics? How?
1: dare you assume <laughs> that i would automatically throw a wrestling thing mm-hmm. out there
0: okay so what are you recommending for us
1: i am gonna come with blades of glory <laughs> no. the john no. heater will ferrell uh figure skating movie Yikes. about two male figure skaters at you know it's not the olympics because for obvious reasons the olympics didn't give the license but it's basically the olympics
0: i gotta it, say it, movie is
1: s- absolutely hilarious by the way I, underrated will ferrell movie
0: i see those trailers and i always have a moment of like who watches these movies? And then I know. It's you, Jacob. Look, you watch them.
1: Blades of Glory, have you seen it? It is hilarious. No,
0: I didn't see it. It, it looks terrible. It
1: is exactly the kind of dumb humor you think it's going to be, but I guarantee but you. But it works. Oh, it works 100%. I swear,
0: don't make me waste my time watching this movie. You, there
1: are going to be parts in there that you are going to crack up and feel really dumb for laughing at it. But you will enjoy every minute of it. Okay. So definitely go check it out. You
0: think people should do that? They should make the journey to the library to get (laughs) Blades of Glory. You stand by this.
1: There is a chase scene involving Will Arnett and Will Ferrell through the streets of Montreal (laughs) on ice skates. They're running through the streets in ice skates. So you can imagine. Just
0: visualizing it is making me giggle. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to take it right. I'm going to take it to Sirius Town. Uh And so this movie came out, I think it was two years ago, but Foxcatcher.
1: Oh, okay. Did you see it? Yeah, the Steve Carell, Channing Tatum movie, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's about wealthy uh, John Dupont, who is Steve Carell. This is a true story, and he invites Olympic wrestler Mark Schultz, who's played by Channing Tatum, very well too, I might say. Surprisingly. But he hasn't moved into his estate because he's trying to form a wrestling team for the 1988 Olympics. Um, and I feel like the Mark is kind of looking to get out of the shadow of his brother Dave, who mm-hmm. was in the Olympics and also a wrestler. Super,
1: super famous historical wrestler. His brother Mark. Like every like he was a big name. His brother that, Dave. Uh, Dave, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, that's it. He was played a, by Mark Ruffalo. So Mark, it's getting all twisted with the name. So many
1: Dave's and Marks. But yeah, <laughs> super famous in the wrestling, like amateur wrestling history for sure, that guy.
0: So the movie itself, this true story, gets so twisted because DuPont begins to like lead Mark down a, a dark, weird road and he becomes kind of like fixated and he eventually just kind of propels all three of them to like an unforeseen tragedy. It's kind of, I mean, the movie has some slow points, but I feel like it's really a must see. And it's uh, by director Bennett Miller, who I mean, most of his movies are pretty great. Like, he's known for Capote and Moneyball. I feel like he has a really good grasp of, like, the language and the scripts and how to how to mm-hmm. best bring that out in the movie, so.
1: And you actually buy Mark Ruffalo and Channing Tatum as, um like, amateur wrestlers in that movie because they have the body build. They look good when they're they look, on the floor. They
0: look really good. And, yeah. you know, as it starts to mess with, uh you know, Mark Schultz psychologically, you really, I feel like. Channing is unraveling in the movie, so yeah. it's very well done. Start making me and started Steve Carell looks. What a creep for like the the happiest, sweetest man I think ever. He's in one of my like favorite married couple celebrities. He is a total creep in that movie. Oh He's yes, horrifying for sure.
1: It's a great story, that Foxcatcher.
0: All right. What else? Are you going to lighten it up again for
1: us? You know what? I think I'm going to recommend a book, actually. Oh. Um, So you mentioned uh, Pennsylvania famous wrestling and stuff. So I'm going to go with... Did I? Did I really mention that? Well, it's Foxcatcher. It's in Pennsylvania. Oh,
0: my. Wow. You just can connect it in any way. Well, that's true.
1: So I'm going to bring up It's True, It's True, the autobiography by famous professional and amateur wrestler Kurt Angle, 1996 Olympic gold medalist and wwe hall of fame wrestler and champion why are you
0: why are you just out to ruin this show
1: look you said why is
0: that your goal
1: (laughs) you said you wanted olympic stuff and kurt angle is a bona fide olympic hero he won the gold medal at the 1996 atlanta olympics with a broken neck what yes that's a true story he broke his neck in uh, the usa uh, qualifying tournament in the last match um, or world championships It wasn't totally healed, but he still wanted to compete at the Olympics, so they let him in, and then he went all the way and won the gold medal with a broken neck. Still gives him an issue to this day that he's had to have surgery multiple times.
0: That's actually, that's a beautiful story.
1: Yeah. So before he became the pro wrestler that I know you hate and one of the best of all time, he was actually uh, super famous, one of the best um, wrestlers in American history. He's part of the Amateur Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, So this is his own autobiography about, like, what it took – to become a world champion, and then his life after the Olympics. So,
0: okay, definitely that,
1: a book worth checking out. It
0: actually sounds pretty good. Yeah,
1: so it's worth. It's a very interesting life story that he's had. So, Okay, right. Well, one because
0: out. you threw a book in, I'll throw a book in. Um, this one is hugely popular. I'm sure that a lot of listeners have read it, but if not, get, go out and get it right now. But "Boys in the Boat" by Daniel James Brown. Did you ever end up reading it? No, I didn't.
1: I heard it's excellent though.
0: I mean, I didn't know I could be so interested in crew in, in rowing. Like I'd heard the book was good and I was like, oh, I just I'm not, you know, super interested in it. It's a little bit in my life because my my stepson and my stepdaughter both do crew. Mm. Um, They're kind of into it. So I checked it out and it is it's super fantastic. It's about um, the University of Washington's eight or uh, crew team. Um, I can't think of what year we're in now but I think it's the we're 19... we're during like World War II. Yeah, it's
1: like 36 Olympics I think.
0: So, and this this team which is like sons of loggers and shipyard workers and farmers like it was never expected, you know, to really defeat the elite teams of like the East Coast or Great Britain. Um but they did. And, you know, they they ended up it's it's a really emotional tale that kind of starts with this this Joe Rance, who's the main character, who was a teenager. He had like no family and no prospects. His life story is incredible. And he kind of rose to regain like his self-regard and to find a place in the world. And it, it kind of draws on the boys own journals and their memories of this once in a lifetime uh, opportunity of rowing in the Olympics, you know, under Hitler's eye. And it is, it is remarkable. It's just really extraordinary story, and it reads really well. Like, it's one of those ones that reads like fiction. So you're just like, oh, it's nonfiction, but I'm super, super into it. I know you would love it.
1: I'm going to have to check it out. I've heard nothing but great things, and if you're recommending it, you I know. I think
0: it was readapted in, for, like, a YA audience, too.
1: I think you might be right. They want everyone I, to read I, I've it. I've been seeing well. it coming around a lot more lately, like, over the desk here. So
0: Yeah, definitely. Super great. Finish your Olympics weekend with that.
1: You know what? 1936? I got something from the 36 Olympics. Oh, let's hear about how, it. How about race? It's the oh, uh, yeah. Jesse Owens movie about um, him dominating those very same Olympics when he won four gold medals uh, at the Munich Olympics. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it goes around your kind of normal biopic tropes about like, you know, what it meant to the country and what it meant to the world at large. Um, but yeah, in case you don't know, Jesse Owens, uh, one of the greatest American athletes and track and field um, competitors of all time. Um, Under the cloud of Nazi Germany, they went to the 36 Olympics, even though the U.S., you know, they weren't sure they were going to go in the beginning because of obvious political reasons. And then he ended up going and dominating the show that even uh, even like the German crowd and stuff was giving him standing ovations by the end of it for his performance. You
0: know, which was crazy because, I mean, I assume most people know this, but if not, because he's black and he had to overcome, you know, a ton of racism, not only at home, but abroad. Yeah. So, and then he was like, Psych, I'm the fastest yeah. man in the world. I'm the so. greatest
1: athlete there is, guys. Yeah, so take d- that.
0: Don't even worry about it. So yeah,
1: check it out, Race. Yeah. Jesse Owens movie.
0: That's a good but you know, since you said you brought up uh, Munich, I will bring it up. Oh. <laughs> and so the movie Slightly Munich, different tone. Yeah, super one. different tone. This is this is one just super crazy story. So there is a murder. Um, in the 1972 Olympics, of eleven Israeli athletes and their coach, and the Israeli government ended up secretly assigning this man, um, Avner Kaufman. That's it. Who's played by Eric Bana in the movie, and he has to carry out a series of strategic like retaliations of it. So he ends up he's working with like a forger and a bomb maker and a soldier, and he has like all of these. You know, he's targeting like eleven individuals to kind of you know assassinate to to get back at this um and it is a crazy story it's really really intense I didn't write this down but I think it's directed by Spielberg
1: it's definitely Spielberg okay Okay, it's it's a Spielberg
0: film and you know you watch this guy kind of begin to really doubt the morality of what he's doing which I think he started of being like a terrible thing happened we're gonna get them back and then it's just like Oh, I'm just like killing Olympic yeah, it, athletes. You know, it's like,
1: like eventually, it comes to like, well, when does it stop? Like I do this to them, and then they do it back to us as the revenge. Whole eye or, for
0: an or, eye, yeah. Yeah,
1: like where does leaves the whole world blind, as they say.
0: But that is just not, you know, something you think about with the Olympics. It's a really dark underbelly of yeah. it. But it, it, it's a really good film. Eric Bana is great in it, so definitely check that great out. Great
1: movie. Anything with Spielberg's usually worth True. worth a look. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go. Uh, Might go a little lighter tone. I'm going to go back to the 1980 Olympics with the, since we were talking about Kurt Russell earlier, I'm going to go with Miracle, the movie of the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team. I figured you'd bring that one up. I'm a hockey fan, you can't. I know. It is right up there with Slapshot as every hockey fan's number one movie.
0: I will trust Um, you on
1: that. Anybody who does not know uh, what happened in the 1980 Lake Placid Olympics, it was just uh, Team USA. The Russian hockey team was considered the best in the world at the time. Uh, pretty much undefeatable in the U.S. was just kind of throwing out a team of college players like mm-hmm. no professionals because, you know, they were playing by the rules at the time. Um, but it's just about the team managing to come together. And even though, you know, they were getting crushed by um, international teams all leading up to the competition, they ended up going in winning the gold on our home ice in one of the biggest upsets of all time. Um, even though it's not the gold medal game, a lot of people forget about that. It's just the—it was technically the semifinals that they beat. But, them, but still,
0: still, do you think their victory had anything to do with how beautiful Kurt Russell's hair is in that movie?
1: It is luscious. It, it is, is luxurious. Oh, so luscious! It looks great. That guy. Like you want to talk about how you know if you're going to be a movie star? If you have hair like you're that, you're
0: born with that hair. You're in.
1: Yeah, you're like, oh, you don't well, even need talent. That, that's all there is. You get hair and a jaw. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's all Kurt Russell is—a hair and a jaw.
0: You're a lucky girl, Goldie. <laughs> uh, okay, so I wanted to bring up a movie that I've seen. It's hugely famous, especially like in the in the land of Olympics. And I just don't like it at all. So I want to know your feelings. Have you seen Chariots of Fire?
1: Uh, before I fell asleep halfway through. Right? <laughs> it's such a boring movie.
0: <laughs> it is such a boring movie. I'm so happy to hear that.
1: And I'm a runner too, but I just can't get through it. I'm I like, I still oh can't even really
0: describe what it, was, what it was about, except that there were people running in like a rig- religiously divided United Kingdom in like the early 1920s. And there was in like slow motion. Two determined young runners and their training for the 1924 Paris Olympics. And I took like four naps. I got a couple dun, 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 sandwiches. Yeah, the
1: most interesting thing about that movie is the theme song. It's about the only thing people remember for it, and the dude getting but dirt. a great theme song. <laughs> and the dude getting dirt kicked in his face as he's running, which I'm not surprised he enjoyed. Can you that.
0: hum a little for us,
1: Jacob? <laughs> That's all you're getting. Everybody knows <laughs> that one.
0: What I most I think that that theme song was way better used in a running scene in the movie Mr. Mom. Yes. When Michael um, Keaton is running, it, you're like, I'm awake for this yeah. one. Make, so, yeah, I mean, people, please feel free to send us Facebook messages or tweet us and tell us why we're wrong and why Chariots of Fire is a work of art. But until then, think. it's getting the official.
1: Yeah, I don't <laughs> think we're, we're going to have to worry about that. I don't think anyone's going to sending us that message.
0: All right, what else can you bring us?
1: All right, I am going to go with the story of the Jamaican bobsled team. I was waiting. Disney classic. <laughs> Cool runnings. I was like,
0: what's taking him so long to talk about cool runnings?
1: Look, if we're going to come from a snooze fest that is Chariots of Fire, we got to go to this. Yes. Like, cool runnings is just delightful. Everything you want to like in a Disney movie is basically what this is. If you just think 90s nostalgia, movie you can just put on anytime and just enjoy it for all ages. That's the one. Cool Runnings man. Cool I mean, Runnings. Even to this day like the concept of a Jamaican bobsled team it just people, makes people still go what? Yeah. And it's you know it's just a great movie. It just puts a smile on your face watching it. Go yeah. check it out.
0: And I feel like sometimes there's not so many great family films where it's like the kids will be as equally entertained as the adults but Cool Running is it. Mm-hmm. Alright so I'm um, just going to throw out there because I'm going to do I think one more and I'll bring a book up but couple other movies like Eddie the Eagle which I haven't seen yet but that's supposed to be yes with Hugh Jackman and then that that guy whose name I can't think of but you really like him from the Kingsman
1: oh oh gosh I can't remember his name either I think it's him yeah that guy that
0: guy and then of course the one we recently talked about but I Tanya yes
1: another great one
0: super worth checking out but the last thing I'll mention is a book it's called the three-year swim club the untold story of Maui's sugar ditch kids and their quest for Olympic glory great title Serious title. It is a crazy story. Um, It's by the so it's written by Julie Chekaway, and it's about so in 1937, a school teacher on the island of Maui challenged a group of just poverty-stricken sugar plantation kids to swim upstream against uh, you know this current, and the goal for for this for him was to make them Olympians, and it is just about facing. The craziest, most insurmountable obstacles because they're Japanese-American children. They were malnourished. They are barefoot. They've never seen a pool. They swam in, like, a filthy irrigation ditch. Um, And it was just kind of trying to get them out of a life that was going to be the same of their parents, which was working in these sugarcane fields, which was, you know, in virtual slavery. They weren't even known by their names, just by numbered tags that hung around their neck. And so it's just a story about their training, and how that went, and I won't spoil it. Check S- it out.
1: So uplifting.
0: It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it is. a crazy story. Uh,
1: I'll, yeah, I'll throw out a couple ideas here. Yeah, let's um, do a couple
0: more titles. All right.
1: Um, just for movies, uh, Red Army, Story of Those Soviet Hockey Teams is a okay. documentary. A uh, pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, Without Limits. It's a Billy Kurdrip movie about Steve Prefontaine, a uh, great guy who's credited with kicking off the running revolution in the 70s before dying in a drunk driving incident so you know it's a tragedy as well Yikes. uh the bronze starring melissa roush as a gymnast um little <gasps> unknown wait is that movie. that's
0: kind of new right that's like funny
1: yeah it's like a comedy dramedy kind oh that thing. looks
0: really good i'm gonna check that out yeah sure.
1: worth checking out and uh d2 the mighty ducks <laughs> oh, wow. where you can question how does the worst team in d- district hockey all of a sudden in one month become the united states national team for the goodwill game it's wait part.
0: time out am i an idiot that's a true story
1: the Mighty Ducks? No.
0: no. Oh, I thought you were saying oh, that no. it was.
1: No. No, no, no. Do, do you really think the <sighs> Mighty Ducks happened?
0: I didn't, but the way that you were saying it, that it led up to some real thing, I thought Well, it I mean, was.
1: they did name the real hockey team around after the Mighty Ducks. That's a fact. Well, I knew, get the shame out of your eyes. D2. Mi- just, you just asked me All if right. the Mighty Ducks was a true story. I, I,
0: I, can we edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> get, anyway, so I just want to let people know we're going to thank you for listening to this week's episode. We love you. And that next week, we're actually going to have um, the episode special for two reasons. So number one, we're going to have a guest, which is our library director, Mary Jean Jakubowski.
1: We're, we're big time now, guys. We're getting in the big guest now. Oh,
0: yeah, This, this is it. She's, she's big time. She's also just a really uh, lovely woman. And we're going to kind of start talking about... You know, to kick off to Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's really big in the community. She's a strong uh, female leader. So we're gonna have here, her here to talk about some things. And we also wanna let you know the episode is gonna air a little later in the day because Jacob and I are gonna come in that day and do a live um, Oscars recap so that you know, we can catch everybody up on what happened the night before. Yeah.
1: Is Get Out going to make the push and win the Oscar? Is it going to be I, Shape I, I of Water? I don't know
0: why you think that's going to happen. I don't I'm, think that's going to happen.
1: I'm feeling buzzed, man. It might happen. All right. Um, yeah, so you know, come check all that out. Um, also, don't forget to check out uh, Buffalo and Erie County Public Library on Twitter and on Facebook. Yes. Or check out our website at www.buffalolib.org if you want to check out for all current events. Oh, yeah. Check it out there. And don't forget, you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. So Yeah, anywhere you get your
0: podcasts, we should be there. We are
1: all over the place, people. We are making it easier for you to get your book knowledge from us. And don't forget everything that you hear or we talk about on the show you can pick up at your local library so just head on down there place a request. Is, is there anything else
0: you, you want to plug? You want to tell people to get their flu shots or Well, you know, it's a
1: little <laughs> li- a little too late for the flu shots. <laughs> what,
0: what other things should you tell people? Wear their seatbelts and just, you know. Well, I mean, you know, you should Start Start belts. germinating your seeds inside if you're yeah. planning on doing some early spring planting.
1: And don't forget to leave your faucets on a slight trickle in cold weather <laughs> so that your pipes don't burst.
0: It's <laughs> pretty much we know everything. That's right we're uh, librarians
1: it's <laughs> what we do people
0: anyway so uh i hope that you had enjoyed the olympics and thanks so much for listening all right let's
1: get out of and here and gonna now. rush back to the... wait
0: i do have a question
1: like what oh no
0: but it's hard for me to get out because i'm kind of ashamed of this one.
1: Oh, this whoa. is worse well, now i'm intrigued
0: so the question is why is it so hot in in the ice skating stadium after the olympic games are over why is that Because all the fans have left.
1: Oh, wow. (laughs) I I don't know what to say. There's really nothing. This is why. I'm going to wash my mouth out. This is is why we are the number one podcast in Buffalo. (laughs) That's exactly it. Because of humor like that. It doesn't get any better.
0: Uh, Anyway, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye.